Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WTAW News Time is five minutes after eight. It is 73 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast coming up after the news. Brought to you by David's Jewelry and Coin Exchange. They buy, sell, and trade gold and silver, diamonds and jewelry, watches and collectible coins, and consistently pay the most. Learn more at davidsjewelryandcoins.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. Two men from Hearn are out of the Brazos County Jail following their arrest around 3.30 Tuesday morning by College Station police officers who are investigating a report of gunfire. WTW News has asked CSPD if anyone was injured from shots being fired in the area of Holloman and Welsh. Arrest reports indicate a car matching the suspect's description was stopped about three hours after the gunfire in the parking lot of an apartment complex off Dominic Drive. The driver, 27-year-old Andre Allen, and one passenger in the car, 19-year-old Micah Jamal Smith, were arrested on multiple charges. Anyone with information about the gunfire is asked to contact CSPD. College Station City Council members continue to explore how they regulate the continued construction in residential neighborhoods of what's commonly known as ag shacks or stealth dorms. The reason why they're allowed is that they're defined as a single family structure. Now, even though they have an eight bed, eight bath sometimes, or, or sometimes even greater than that, um, there's nothing within the ordinance that distinguishes them differently than a single family structure. Planning and Development Director Michael Ostrowski received no council opposition to pursuing ideas that included creating a zone for homes occupied by more than four unrelated residents in the city initiating neighborhood restrictions, both of which require approval from property owners. Texas A&M leaders are in the process of getting state approval for changes associated with the president's academic reorganization. During Monday's meeting of the A&M Faculty Senate, Interim Provost Tim Scott brought up department name changes that includes moving Hispanic studies from a standalone department to the new Department of Global Languages and Cultures. While I see protection of the degree, the courses, and the faculty, other folks see that this is the first step towards elimination. A faculty Senate member who's impacted is Professor Maria Moina. I can tell you that one of the problems that has happened over the last 10 years has been a systematic disinvestment in this department. And so now you have the perfect reason to close it. Moina says Hispanic studies are the first major 35 students, and about 500 students have this as a minor. Bill Oliver, 1620-945 WTAW. More federal pandemic grant money was spent at the last Bryan ISD school board meeting. That's the source of most of the money to buy 628 video touchscreens, which continues a conversion of replacing classroom blackboards that began eight years ago. BISD Technology Director Julia Johnson walked board members through photos of pre-kindergarten students solving problems. What's cool is you can see multiple kids can touch on the board, and she's a pre-K practicing her letters on the board, so it's highly engaging. She's also going to do some math where she counts the dolphins and fills in the, the number. They're <coughs> below it. 145 of the touchscreen boards are being installed at Bryan High School. Is the instructional feedback, and you'll notice the first one up there is Lane Boobin, principal at Bryan High School, and when he can get on board with something technology, you know it's good. <laughs> the cost of the boards, which are supposed to arrive this summer, is $1.8 million. That's 700000 under the original estimate. 
The Texas electric grid continues to be tested with more unseasonably hot temperatures statewide. Thomas Overby, who heads the Smart Grid Center at Texas A&M, does not expect any rolling brownouts. Our plants are designed to operate in the, the temperatures of Texas, and we all know that Texas gets hot in the summer, so they're really set up well to dissipate the heat. And while Texas is always hot in the summer, having a heat wave like this in May is not normal. He says the good news is that there's enough power generation to meet demand. Barbara Schwartz, TSA. News. WTAW News Time is nine minutes after eight. It is 72 degrees. This look of news is brought to you by David's Jewelry and Coin Exchange. More news at 8:30 or anytime at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 945 WTAW. It's 8:11. The Infomaniacs on a Wednesday. Thanks for being with us. We're in the WC Tractor Studio, your local award-winning Kubota, New Holland dealer in Bryan and Navasota. Weather brought to you by Carrier Heating and Air together with Carrier. Keep your uh, Malik Heating and Air together with Carrier. Keep your cool when the temperatures change. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic and never an overtime charge for total protection plan. Customers, Malik, feel the difference. Partly to mostly sunny and hot today. Temperatures are going to be up to about 90 to 95 this afternoon. We're partly cloudy overnight. Those will be 65 to 70. Sunny weather for tomorrow and it remains hot. High pressure off to the east is drawing all this warm weather up over the top of us. We're 90 to 95. Clear to partly cloudy tomorrow night. Lows are 65 to 70. Sunshine and very warm for Friday with highs between 90 and 95. I'm Rob Carolyn for 1620 and 94.5 WTAW. You just joined us. Good morning. It's National Eat What You Want Day. You know that stuff that you eat without regard to what's going to happen to you later on. Slim Jims, Hot Pockets, Taco Bell, mm -hmm. whatever, Pillsbury Cinnamon Rolls. Um, Slim Jims, bologna, any of that stuff. Yeah, let us know what your favorite trashy food is. 979-695-1620. And if you want to win barbecue, we do need your first and last name. Pork rinds is also one that we've gotten a oh, couple yeah, of times. Sure. Yeah. Uh, someone else said, this is interesting. My trashy food is deep fried deviled eggs wrapped in bacon what? smothered in cheese. What? I've never had deep never fried heard deviled of that. eggs. Me neither. No. Man, mm -hmm. sounds like a lot of trouble, but... Huh. Sounds well, sounds good. Yeah, I was going to say. A exactly. Exactly. Cammy and Ben Crawford routinely share their family's athletic exploits with their tens of thousands of fans on YouTube and Instagram. Their latest challenge attracted more criticism than praise last week. The couple took to social media to post photos of their entire family running in the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the picture except the fact that their youngest son... Rainier is only six. Mm -hmm. The Flying Pig Marathon is 26.2 miles. It's a marathon. The fact that he had him, he was running for eight hours and 35 minutes to the finish mm -hmm. line has some people a little concerned. Mm -hmm. So. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never liked running, ever. Uh-huh. Um, it's and, not your thing. Yeah, and I, but I'm also not a parent. I don't know enough about making a kid run that far, or maybe he wanted to. Well, no, they actually, apparently they did bribe him. It appears they bribed him with potato chips to keep running. Okay. Oh. They posted after seven hours, he finally got to the 20-mile mark, only to find an abandoned table and empty boxes. He was crying. Oh. We were moving slow. So I told him I'd buy him two sleeves of potato chips if he'd keep moving. Mm. Cross the finish line again at eight hours and thirty-five. Yeah, I think once the kid starts crying, probably not. Probably the thing time to, to do. call yeah. it quits. So this is a wild story since we're on the topic of running, um, and it came out a few weeks ago, so you may have seen it. But Jackie Hunt Borzma, we'll go with that. Uh, she ran hundred and four marathons. Okay, in hundred and four days. Oh. Man. By the way, she has one leg. 
Whoa. She's an amputee. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. So most people who ran the Boston Marathon last month spent days before resting up. That was her 92nd marathon in 92 days. Oh, man. And then she kept running after that until she finally got to 104. If it's confirmed by the Guinness World Records, that would be a new world record. By the way, she did it all with one leg. That cannot be good for your body. Uh, so what's kind of crazy, she hasn't been a runner for her entire life. She actually picked it up in 2001 when she lost her leg. Okay. Um, it was it was amputated for a type of cancer that uh-huh. she had. Um, Um, And she said, when you lose your leg, there's an element of you that becomes a little bit more stubborn because people tell you there's so many things you can't do. You can't do this. You can't do that. Running was one of those because it's really complicated. Um, So you don't use a regular prosthetic leg. You use a running blade. Uh She has two, um, but she was actually only able to run with one during her streak because of the swelling she experienced with the other one. Um, And that was part of the challenge. She said, I wasn't sure if my blade would last that long, Uh, but it did. She just used one the entire entire time uh, and she says running truly has changed me it's changed my perception of how I see myself as an amputee it makes me feel strong it makes me feel fearless I can just push the limits and it's been phenomenal that you know that's because that's the first thing I thought is the strike point on her body mm-hmm. right you know and uh, obviously one of them caused swelling um you know I, I don't know that I can't do that I suppose those people get into a a zone, right? They oh, just get into yeah. runner's so high. You have, have to. to. You well. have to. And it said what drove her to set a new record. She said she simply just wanted to see if she could do it. Um, the previous person had done it, and I looked at it and thought, well, if she can do it, and when she was an able body, let me see if I can do it on a prosthetic and see what happens. Now, this is interesting. Um, Stanford University scientists had runners wear fitness trackers. They found they prefer to run at the same calorie-saving pace regardless of the distance. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Previously, researchers had theorized that runners burn the same amount of calories for a given distance no matter how fast they run because the energetic cost depends mostly on the weight of the runner Mm -hmm. and for the time that they ran. But, they said, when when you go out for a run, you run to have your best fuel economy. So regardless of the distance you travel, you run in such a way that you burn the least amount of fuel per distance traveled. I'm presuming this is non-competitive running they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And your body just knows to do this? Researchers hope that this data could one day be used to help better understand how we can improve city planning. That's what they want to do to keep people active. I don't know. I guess, well, your body does uh, send you signals. There is no doubt. There is no doubt about that. Um, Hmm. There are times that I can, like when we row, when we row, folks, we row usually it's a 45-minute session, almost mm-hmm. always a 45-minute session. And there are different times when I feel more energized. I oh, can, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, some days I'm thinking, ah, this is really not fun. I'm not going to oh, get yeah. through this thing. I can and, you usually know. tell during the warm-up if right. it's going to be a good class or not. Well, Just the way the way my body responds and, and how the stroke feels. Um, sometimes I will get more energized at, you know, in, in the middle of the class, just depending on maybe the song or something like that. Um, but yeah, usually from the start, I'm like, well, this is going to be a tough one today. And you, and you talk about pace. I certainly am one of those that once I get into a rhythm, I want to keep going. Uh-huh. The whole stopping and then starting again is what throws me gotcha. off so badly mm-hmm. and that's a, but again sometimes yeah like likewise i generally can feel better halfway through 
Yeah. And, and again, that the folks, what happens is the instructor chooses music, and we, we wrote together as a group sometimes, and sometimes we row independently. And yeah, the placement of those songs does make a difference. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like Zach, like you said, I, I tend to like the steady pieces more where you're just going at one pace, um, or maybe you're increasing intensity, but not necessarily speed. Mm-hmm. And when the intervals, you're going up and down in speed, that, that can be tough. And, you know, going back to this woman who ran the marathons, I'm sure that was a, a ton of it, right? It was just finding the pace. I mean, we're not, I'm not saying she won all of these marathons, like who knows how long it took her. Um, but just being able to fuel your body, knowing what it needs to recover by the next day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, but still pretty, pretty wild. And again, with, as with the Stanford research, when left to its own devices, yes, your body does, your body does what it needs to, I guess, to be Mm -hmm. uh, as efficient or protective as they possibly can. And that's why, you know, we talk about that, how, uh, in the wintertime, you tend to put on weight because you know what? A long, long time ago, you needed to because right. you needed True. to be protected from cold weather. Or you Times didn't were lean, right? And you couldn't didn't know if you were going to find your next meal. We obviously know that's just you know to the next drive through that we need to get to is where our meal is. I will Haven't say, so, yes. nope, go ahead. That's okay. I, I, I Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to, we were talking about runners just like being a different breed and I talked about how I n- never liked running. I've never gotten into it, but I do wish I was because sometimes I think how easy would it be to just go run a couple miles for your workout that day oh, yeah. in your neighborhood, you know? Um, and so I, uh, sometimes I envy people who actually enjoy it. <laughs> I'm not there. Yeah, I can walk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I can walk miles, yeah, miles right. I can walk. But the minute I start running, and I will sometimes, I think this was a bad idea. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to be <laughs> jostling my body, especially abort, abort, the heat. Yeah. Exactly. WTAW News Time is 8.31. It is 73 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Legacy Suites and Solutions, office space for your growing business. Voted best collaborative workspace in the Brazos Valley. Visit LegacyExecutiveSuites.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. The College Station City Council's last meeting included another hour of discussion devoted to the subject of protecting single-family neighborhoods from residential structures holding more than four unrelated occupants. Mayor Carl Mooney received no opposition to his comment that the first step is to change the definition of a single-family home. What's a single-family home and what is what we're referring to as ag shacks and, and such right now? Without that, you don't have any place to put these other restrictions. So you have to have that point of differentiation. In College Station, what is commonly known as stealth dorms or ag shacks, which can have eight bedrooms and bathrooms or more, is because they fall under the city's definition of single-family homes. More than half of the time taken at this month's meeting of the Texas A&M Faculty Senate was about moving the standalone Department of Hispanic Studies into the new Department of Global Languages and Cultures. Faculty Senate member and Hispanic Studies Professor Maria Moynes shared her opposition and those of others in her department. There's a perfect reason to close a department is that you haven't invested in it for 10 years. I don't see that anything good is going to come out of this. I'm very level-headed about the chances that it's going to be stopped. Interim Provost Tim Scott said the moves the protection of the degree, the courses, and the faculty. And I don't know how to tell people other than what my intention is in advising the president and vice presidents about merging of departments. The move's part of Texas A&M's academic reorganization that takes effect with the fall semester. Moyna says Hispanic studies are the first major of 35 students and about 500 students who have this as a minor. Bill Oliver, 1620-945 WTAW. 
Since voters in Bryan ISD passed a bond issue in 2014, the district has been replacing classroom blackboards with video touchscreen boards. At the last BISD school board meeting, approval was given to purchase another 628 devices. Technology Director Julie Johnson says the total cost of $1.8 million includes $228,000 for installation. But what's nice is in this bid, they're also going to make it pretty. So they're going to go in and if there is some kind of board already there, they're going to remove what needs to be removed moved and make it look nice. And so that was also part of this bid. Johnson said they expect the video boards to last beyond their seven-year warranty. If you think about your displays or TVs at home, how they'll typically last longer. <laughs> the seven years, though, gives us immediate swap out. So the vendor will be able to provide us the board. They even talked about some that would be stocked on site. So that if we have one go down, we'll go and immediately swap it out. And the total cost to ship the 628 boards is $99. We're holding them to it. Most of the funding comes from federal pandemic grant money, the boards are supposed to arrive this summer. Governor Abbott makes a campaign stop in San Antonio to announce his support during next year's legislative session to allow state money to fund private schools. Empowering parents means giving them the choice to send their children to any public school, charter school, or private school with state funding following the student. Opposition to school vouchers comes from two teacher organizations. A spokesman with the Association of Texas Professional Educators says that will take money away from the state's already underfunded public schools and a spokesman with the Texas State Teachers Association calls this the governor's right-wing gimmick of the week. WTW News has asked College Station police for more information about gunfire Tuesday during the midnight hour near Holloman and Welsh that led officers to the parking lot of an apartment complex off Dominic Drive. According to arrest reports, officers found a suspect car that did not immediately stop. The car drove from the Dominic apartments to the nearby Gables apartments. The driver, 27-year-old Andre Allen of Hearn, was arrested for fleeing, being a felon in unlawful possession of a semi-automatic rifle in a weapons-free zone, and unlawful carrying of a weapon. One passenger in the car, 19-year-old Micah Jamal Smith of Hearn, was arrested for illegal possession of three guns because he's under the age of 21. Anyone with information about the gunfire is asked to call CSPD. Another CSPD officer investigating the gunfire smelled marijuana from a passing car. That car was stopped for failing to signal at least 100 feet prior to turning. The driver was arrested for unlawful carrying of a handgun because officers also found about one ounce of marijuana in her backpack. 20-year-old Anissa Duran of Bryan is out of jail after posting bond. And the Texas Department of Public Safety special agents were assisted by Bryan police in capturing a suspect wanted on multiple charges in Robertson County. A DPS spokesman says a Hearn man, 28-year-old Justin D. Ruiz, was wanted on five warrants that included failing to appear on an aggravated robbery charge. New charges related to his capture included evading and resisting arrest. WTAW news time is 836. It's 73 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Legacy Suites and Solutions. More news at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-WTAW. 1620-945-WTAW, 839. It's the Infomaniacs. Let's do some weather. It's brought to you this morning by Shipwreck Grill. Proudly serving crawfish Tuesday through Saturday starting at 6 p.m. Stop in and see Wade, Mary, and the crew at Shipwreck Grill. Only the best crawfish in the Brazos Valley at Shipwreck Grill. Here we go.
Partly to mostly sunny and hot today. Temperatures are going to be up to about 90 to 95 this afternoon. We're partly cloudy overnight. Lows will be 65 to 70. Sunny weather for tomorrow, and it remains hot. High pressure off to the east is drawing all this warm weather up over the top of us. We're 90 to 95. Clear to partly cloudy tomorrow night. Lows are 65 to 70. Sunshine and very warm for Friday with highs between 90 and 95. I'm Rob Carolyn for 1620 and 94.5 WTAW. There you go. Visit with the mayors on Wednesday. But, you know, all those folks are up in uh, Washington, D.C. Prentice Madison, District uh, 2 City Councilman here. How are you this morning? Doing well, Scott. Doing very well. Have you made the trip to D.C.? Have you done that thing? No, actually, I was talking with Councilman Samak last night. And uh, I know I haven't made it. And Councilman Marine hasn't made it. But I think Councilman Marine's in California for work. So, no, I, I haven't. I, I have went to D.C., when I was a part of the uh, National League of Cities. Okay. And I was a representation on the, uh, one of their boards. I got you. All right. So you've done that thing. So let's. So today you're here. That gives you a chance to talk. And actually, you know, we're getting to the end of your term on, college, on Bryan City Council. So kind of like to have you maybe give us some thoughts. You've got some time left. But what are some of the things that you want to see maybe in the in the budget that would necessarily help out your district and then just the city in general? Well, one of the things that we run across, especially in District 2 for the last year, year and a half, is speeding. I mean, the, uh, my, most of my phone calls are speeding. Uh, kids trying to play outside that can't play outside. So I think one of the things I really want to try to focus on is seeing how we can improve uh, uh, improving speed bumps or getting a, a speed bumps imp, uh, approved to uh, a lot of my district. Um, one of the things that we, we, we're going to finish really strong because in the next uh, couple of weeks to a month or so, we'll be starting on the Old Hearn Road project to finish that out. Uh, another thing, one of the major projects that I see that we're really having is uh, we start on the North Texas uh, Avenue and um, moving the utilities around and uh, getting those things straightened out. But those be sure and give me some raised medians over there, because I love raised medians. I want to be able to not be able to make a left turn any place off Texas <laughs> Avenue. So if you can do anything about that, please help me, because I, I miss them terribly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and, and also, uh, I think we've been able to accomplish a lot when we when we think back. You know, when we started this back in 2016, 17, uh, we've been able to get a lot of things done. Um, Actually, I was talking with a, a representation from the Carver Kemp Neighborhood Association, and I was saying, hey, we're about to finish strong. We've got probably six months left. Let's get what we need done. You know, what what can we get into the city that we need to improve the neighborhood over in, in District 2? So. Well, yeah, and you got the Boys and Girls Club, that facility coming in. That's a, That is a great facility to have there. Um, we remember the old Boys and Girls Club, and it was a place I'm sure you spent tons of time in. We were talking off the air about Kerry uh, Cole who had been there and you know that was a a real focal point for the community now you've got a new one and and hopefully that'll do the exact same thing oh absolutely i can remember being six years old uh walking to the boys and girls boys club at the time right right yeah boys club at the time. and i think by the time i turned 13 12 or 13 they turned it into the boys and girls club 
But, uh, yeah, a lot of memories, a, a lot of traveling, playing sports. Uh, that's where we first learned how to play sports, you know, uh, football, basketball. Also ran track. They had boxing. It was a lot of, it was a lot of fun growing up at the, at the boys' club, man. I look forward to um, what uh, Miss Watson uh, and, uh, and the guys and Miss Tracy over at the boys' and girls' club are going to do now. I was in the facility probably a few weeks ago watching a basketball game. And, man, that place was crowded. Great. It, 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 I think they already outgrew themselves. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things that's important. I know we have uh, Mary Lynn Stradle come in here, and she'll talk about how we need to have total community uh, cooperation and in, engagement when you're looking at these boards and commissions that the city has. And that's important for all the districts to do that. And District 2, quite honestly, has been one of those that has been under-supported simply because people haven't stepped up and been a part of it. And that's part of it looking forward, too. Oh, absolutely. I think one of the things that when you talk about that, we need so many. In my, as we look through the book of uh, volunteerism, uh, signing up for advisory boards, signing up for community boards. I mean, we don't have many people signed up in District Two, but it's it's really a great way to show an opportunity not only to volunteer but to get involved in the community and and show the community and learn about the community and how the uh, how the city works on different aspects. And I think me and Marine we've been complaining about that for the last two three years, especially when we had those town hall meetings. Hey, we need you guys to sign up. Sure, absolutely, it's important. Um, I know College Station City Council talked a little bit this week uh, or last week in their session. And uh, what are you guys hearing when it comes to, uh, first, the problem with supply chain and then inflation? I mean, the city has to look at some of these things that are going to cost more money. What kind of challenges are you hearing? Well, I think it's, it's the same way as um, home builders. Uh, I think we did a great job and the city staff did a great job in the planning when we started the, the event center uh, that's going in at the Travis Byrne Park. I think they did a very great job of uh, already having things lined up, but we're hearing the same things. Uh, it's very difficult. I was just talking to one of my good friends that's building a house, and he said, man, I should have bought my windows before I signed the papers <laughs> on my house. So it, it, and then with the cost of things that's, that's outrageous, and, you, you know, you look at gas prices, um, these are things that, you know, you, we're trying to figure out how, how long is it going to last, what can we do to help, and uh, but yeah, it's just a. Well, let me give you. Let me get some input from you. Uh, we, I have not heard anything from Castle Heights lately. Now I don't know if that means the squeaky wheel is getting oiled or what. But what are you hearing from the people in Castle Heights as far as their engagement with the city? Well, Castle Heights is one of those communities that 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 called me about the speeding issue, but uh, also one of the issues that. I like to see it happen in Castle Heights that I'm fighting for a lot of those places in, in District 2, like up on New York Street. We have a lot of communities that still have bar ditches in District 2. Um, what is the ways that we can, you know, move those bar ditches out, put, you know, curb and gutters in, and, and make sure that, you know, they have uh, proper uh, streets to, to maneuver on? Because a lot of times one of the complaints that I get from Castle Heights is if there's a trash truck, a school bus in a car, we have a problem. But that's a, it's a lot of issues that we have in District 2 with the narrow roads. So I think it's just something that uh, I keep working with Dr. Bofnick with the city and see how what it's going to take, how much it's going to take. And, it's, and the problem is, is, is having the, the, the money. 
to uh, be able to do these things. But one of the main focus again, speed bumps, people racing up and down, racing up and down the streets. Sure. And we're not that far away from the 4th of July coming up. And if you will recall, last 4th of July, there was a problem in Bryan having to do with confrontation between citizens and the police. And, and I'm sure you sat in any conversations after that. Uh, do you feel like everything's been adequately handled, that we don't have to feel like we'll be in that kind of an uncomfortable situation this year? Uh, I, I do, but you never know what may arise. So I think one of the things is, is making sure that Bryan PD is uh, on top of the things that need to be done and also the city bringing out awareness of uh, uh, fireworks for 4th of July to make sure that the residents know that, you know, they are not accepted in the city limits and to make sure that if we're going to police the area, let's start early and not late. So I think uh, Chief Buskey would do a great job of making sure that the officers are on point to make sure that, uh, that his officers are aware or reminding them of what happened last year. And also, I think whatever we can do as a city uh, to remind uh, citizens, hey, this is not this is not the right thing to do. And also, it can cause a lot of harm, as sure. we can see. Absolutely. Anything else on your radar screen this morning? No, I, absolutely not. I want to remind people that uh, we have free microchip and rabies vaccination event this Saturday from uh, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Edgewater Park at 6720 Chick Lane in Bryan, Texas. So the city, uh, the animal shelter will be giving out uh, free rabies and microchips to uh, citizens of Bryan. I think you have to have a valid ID with a uh, city of Bryan address or a BTU bill that shows that you're citizens of Bryan. Got it. Okay. Prentice Madison, District 2, Councilman in for the Mayor. Thanks for the time this morning. Okay, thank you. Hit about 10 minutes till. Infomaniacs on a uh, Wednesday morning. See if we can talk to our winner of some Cooper's Old Time Pit mm-hmm. Barbecue, mm-hmm. if that's possible. Please. We have a phone number. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. We'll just see what happens. Hello. That sounds just like Greg John on the phone. This is Scott. And Chelsea. And Zach. We're the Infomaniacs. Awesome. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Congratulations. You got some uh, barbecue coming your way from Cooper's Old Time Pit Barbecue because. All right. That's that's just going to fit right in today. All right. So now, so Greg, did you share with us uh, some trashy food that you like? Yes. uh, Mayonnaise on saltine crackers. Hmm. Interesting. Just, just now, by the way, so now when you say mayonnaise, are we talking real mayonnaise or are we talking Miracle Whip? Uh, Miracle Whip. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. All right. Mm. Yeah. Because the reason I say that is because you know I think they've changed. Are you a mayonnaise guy or are you are you a Mir- I, see? I don't think of Miracle Whip as mayonnaise. I think of Hellman's as mayonnaise. No, it really doesn't matter. Okay. All right. It really I, doesn't matter. That, that that's cool. All right. Well, listen. Come by. We're at the top floor of the Garrity Bank Building. Uh, come get your uh, certificate and enjoy that. And you know they probably got mayonnaise there if you want to earn any crackers. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. See you Thanks, later. Bye. Thanks, Greg. See ya. Uh, yeah, I gotta tell you, Greg, I'm not, I'm not on board with that. That's okay, yeah, we that's made trashy food. We mm. made the switch to Dukes. Oh, you oh, did. Yeah? We did. Mm-hmm. I think they changed the recipe of Hellman's. I think they oh, changed the recipe. So you're boycotting? And, no, I'm not boycotting. I'm just switch brands. Okay. Okay. And you know, if they want to come back with their other stuff, yeah. then that's fine. Now, I, I will tell you that uh, there's a spicy mayonnaise which Hellman's is going to put oh, out. Oh, that so sounds intriguing. It could be. That could be very, uh, very interesting to see. 
I don't know, something to ask you on the air because I haven't asked you off the air, Chelsea. Yeah. So I gave you some mayonnaise. You did. The Asian mayonnaise. Yeah. QP, is that how you yep, pronounce exactly. it? Exactly. I think that's uh, right. Yeah, I love it. It's very good. Yeah, we put sriracha in that. I and, mix uh, it with a, uh, well, you know, the, the red, like chili paste. Yeah, that's um, yeah. With the flakes in it. So that's what I'll, I'll mix it with to either make a dip or a spread or something like that. And I mean, I've, I've used it just by itself, too. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, no, different. I, I really, it is different. Yeah. It well, is how, different. How is it different? I mean, can you describe how, why mm. it tastes differently? Well, well, it, first of all, it's always refrigerated. Well, it's refrigerated what I usually get. Sometimes I get it shipped uh, non-refrigerated. It, it, I think it's smoother. It comes okay. kind of in a tube. It does. It's you know. like in a squeezy, right. like a squeezy thing. Um, I just buy it. Jackie uses it. I just okay. buy it for her, so, and it, I, so I don't know how it works. It, and it is a little bit more yellow, just a little. And mm-hmm. what they're said, they say the egg yolks is the key factor to its tasty, savory flavor. Ah, okay. So, um, you know, because they do use eggs and, and mayonnaise, and so maybe they use more egg yolk than than in other things. Could be. But that does kind of describe like the creaminess of it that I think of. Yeah, so. you can buy it online at walmart i mean they'll they'll you know they'll oh yeah you can get it on amazon it's easy to find that's for sure okay while we're speaking of food it's a world championship barbecue cooking contest time we mentioned this earlier in the week about people who might be flying in you know they couldn't bring their sauce (laughs) with it right it begins today some of the best barbecue chefs in the land i guess by some buddy's explanation you think there's gonna be a lot of beef in memphis uh don't know teams representing the best barbecue uh will who have honed their skills over years will compete one hundred and forty thousand dollars in prize money contest features championship pork categories ribs shoulder hold hog as well as ancillary competition for hot wings sauce and anything but pork so. Okay. Mm. Well, anything but pork. Yeah, that's a pretty big. That's uh, interesting. Swath well, of does things. That, I mean, that, what beef has to elbow its way into that category? I guess brisket should have its own category. Yeah, right? I would think so too. Well, again, it's it's Memphis, so yeah. they do. That's that's kind of the way that they they roll. So, mm-hmm. so Tom Brady. See this? He signed a new contract, yeah, you did. know, and then when he finishes that, he's going to go to work for Fox. Oh, that's right. right. I saw that. Yeah, man, ma- ma- averaging like thirty-seven and a half milski mm. a year calling games. That's it makes sense. Crazy for 34 money. and a half, I, I think. That so. is crazy money. I, I mean, I, I wonder I wonder how he's going to compare to Tony Romo. Well, and that's the thing that that you I don't care about his delivery, but you guys convinced me from what I've heard, I'd certainly agree. He gives you the insight. I yes. mean, right. Yes. What, what I like in the two, and he's quad- a little goofy, but I like that. I yeah. don't know. That's yeah, just that's his true. personality. I don't. I it don't makes know. It fun. Yeah, and and Tom can be a little goofy too, and in, in some of the things he does, I don't know if he'll be quite like Tony. But yeah, if you can give me, if you can give me the insight that Tony does, then I think he'll be really good. See, I liken it to listening to Mark Johnson when he does the baseball games. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows the game so well that right. he explains to you. What's going to happen next, or what should happen next? And right. Tony Romo does the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if Brady wants to necessarily. I mean, part of that is your Give personality and ability to do that. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. We, but nobody, nobody knew what Tony Romo was going to be like until right. he got on it. And, and there's a. Well, obviously, we can attest to this. There's a difference in knowing and being able to put that out there for the every fan yeah. to hear. Be able to communicate. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Explaining what's going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I remember hearing what at one point, uh, right when they started putting jocks in the booth. Okay, as analyst, mm-hmm. I saw someplace where somebody had written, "Hey, just remember, a lot of pro football fans have actually seen more games than this person has." Oh yeah, that's which is true. an interesting point of view. Yeah, it is. But that was early on, 
And again, they brought them in because they were recent players, not necessarily with their ability to communicate. And we've seen them certainly strike out with people before who could not Jason do Witten. it. Jason <clears throat> Witten. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Here's a guy who plays the game really, really well, being able to tell the story completely different. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there's a, But the thing is, there's a star power to, bro, to, to Tom Brady yes. that may overshadow the fact that we're mm. just looking for some sort of knowledgeable insight. Yeah, because you're not talking about just a decent player. You're talking about arguably yeah. the greatest player of all time. Right, so, right. I, I, I mean, is it is it beneath him to be a talking head on mm. television? Yeah, I don't know, though. I mean, I will say he's done so much TV work, and whether it's been in these documentaries or with his brand, like, I think he's going to be very, I think he's going to be actually more comfortable on camera than Tony Romo was at the beginning. Right, but... Part of it has to, how much greater is your knowledge, isn't it rather your ability to be able to do? I mean, knowing how to and being able to is two different things, right? Sure. Right. Okay. Now, is it what makes him great is not necessarily that his knowledge is greater, it's his ability to perform this greater. Isn't mm-hmm. that what makes him the greatest of all time? Yes. So how can his insight be any better than Tony Romo's, I guess is what I'm saying. And I don't know. Mm, uh, I think it could be. I, honestly, I mean, it's it's good to get those kind of insights and those tidbits that are coming from the from the color analyst. But yeah. honestly, I mean, how much of it sticks with you? And how much are you mm. looking forward? Oh, so and so is calling this game. No, you're just watching the game of your yeah. favorite team. Yeah. Well, and here's the deal. I don't. I don't even know why we're. Nec- I mean, we're we're comparing him to Tony Romo because that's the best that we've got right now. I think it's gonna be great to have both of them. Oh, sure. I mean, in in the game, instead of saying who's better, you know, it's just I think they're gonna be a little different. But if their insight is around the same level, I think that's gonna be great for fans. It's the Infomaniacs. Okay, we got a minute left, so this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna tell you what the question is for tomorrow today. Okay. So you can think about it. All right. Because apparently some uh, lady had a self shopping uh, company buy all the cereal of one particular kind that they could and milk, which is not cheap, but she said, this is all I can afford to eat. So the question is, if you had to eat a cereal (laughs) for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for, let's say, two months, what would it be? So tomorrow, see, that's by me. We're giving you a chance to think about that. And it may not be what you're currently eating. It may may not even be your favorite. No, that's right. Exactly. So you may switch back to it. We'll see. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. 93 for a high temperature today and tomorrow. Then it's going to get hot, hot, hot for this weekend. Probably up near 100. 74 right now. A bright, uh, a bright, I ran out of music. A bright broadcasting station, WTAW, College Station. Brian, I have nothing else to say. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.